0: Hey Movement Church, I am so glad to be here with you today. My name is Matt Labby, I'm one of the pastors at Movement Church in Eau Claire. And uh, today, I want to do a bit of a pairing between a theological idea and a, a narrative in the Bible. So today I want to talk about the idea of ex nihilo, and pair it with the story of Gideon in the book of Judges. You see, I've been uh, walking through the Bible in a year, and so far I've made it three months into this year. If you're a part of the crew that started and uh, are continuing to read, I just want to celebrate you and say continue on on that journey. And really I've been looking at the narrative of Scripture and the way in which there's interplay between uh, many times the first few chapters in Genesis and the rest of what we see laid out In Scripture, and so today I want to talk about this idea of ex nihilo, which is really the idea that God created out of nothing, and uh, which is an incredible idea. To so often I'll think, um, "What was there before there was something?" And the truth is that there can be nothing before that there was something that is within the uh, time and space continuum. It needs to be outside of the time and space continuum. And that's where we see God, the Creator, coming in to uh, create that which is within space and time. You know, in order to, for there to be something called space and time, there needs to be a being outside of space and time to create all that we see and experience, and and that being is God, and he communicates with us. And the way that we see God uh, creates in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, I just want to read that to you. It says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And in verse 2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. Of the waters. Verse 3 says this, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. What we see throughout the rest of this narrative is the incredible way in which God speaks things into existence. The idea of ex nihilo means out of nothing. He creates not out of substance, but he creates simply out of the words that he speaks. And I think that there's tremendous significance as we look throughout the Bible and the way in which God actually creates. Uh, With his speech. And so my idea as we pair together the idea of ex nihilo and the story of Gideon is that God calls what is not yet into being that God calls what is not yet into being. And I think that we see that throughout the scripture. I think it can be encouraging to us as we are in a especially interesting time in history, in our lives, in the history of the United States. And I believe that there is something for us that we can learn and apply to our lives today. And so as we look into Gideon, what we see is that there is this this young man, his name is Gideon, and God comes to him, says, uh, actually refers to him as the angel of the Lord, appears to Gideon. And in in Judges chapter 6, verse 12, uh, here's what he says. He says this, the Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Okay, so before we go any farther, I think we need to first see what Gideon is doing in the situation. When you hear the idea of valiant warrior, many times we would be thinking, you know, maybe he was practicing with his sword. Maybe he was defeating his enemies. He was doing something heroic. But actually what we see is that Gideon is doing this. It says uh, in verse 11, the angel of the Lord came. He sat under the oak that was at Oprah, which belonged to Joash. His son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress and, in order to hide it from the Midians. Like, you think about in your life, your lowest moment, you know, where where there was an opportunity for a fight that you shied away from, and that was this moment for Gideon. So he was, as he's in this situation, he was threshing wheat in a wine press. So in a place where he could not be found by the Midianites because he was hiding, it was in that moment that God comes to Gideon and he has the crazy idea to call him Valiant Warrior, Can I tell you today that I believe that many of us can relate with that, that we relate to this idea of being Gideon. Many of us are in a season where we're afraid. Many of us are in a season where it feels like we may even be hiding from something that seems impossible to hide from. Many of us, maybe even listening today, we're unaware of our identity because as he hears that, here's what Gideon says. He says in verse 13, Gideon said to him, "'Please, my Lord,' If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? And where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about? And then um, he says this in verse 15. Gideon says this about himself. Please, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Look, my family is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the youngest in my father's family. So if you're somebody that you are unsure of your identity, which I believe to be human means that we are all searching for our true identity. We're all working through what it means to be human. Uh, If you're somebody who didn't come from the right family, that maybe you look at your family and you uh, didn't grow up with the privilege that other people did, you didn't grow up with the parents that other people did, you grew up in a situation that was more difficult than others did, can I tell you, you are in good company. If you grew up and you look at yourself and you are the weakest in your family maybe you're the weakest and your friend group or you weren't the person who is most popular growing up can i tell you today that you are in good company because god works through people who have imperfect pasts and he uses ex nihilo that which he speaks into existence from nothing to speak faith into the faithless because here's what god says he says the lord is with you and then he calls him valiant warrior Then in uh, 15, after Gideon continues to share all the reasons why he is inadequate for the task that God gave him, God says this in verse 16, but I will be with you, the Lord said to him. And I think it's so important that we recognize that we are able to step out courageously. That we are able to step into a new season. We are able to be called out as the chosen ones of God, not based on our own merit, not based on our own goodness, but simply based off God's uh, His declaration over us, ex nihilo, calling something uh, from nothing into existence. And you would think that maybe um, in this next part of the story that Gideon would simply say, well, if God is with me, then I'm going to trust you. Uh, and that he would go out and he would fight the Midianites. But instead, here's what happens. We see incredible faithlessness in Gideon three different times. So uh, Gideon says, listen, if I've found favor with you, give me a sign that you're speaking to me. So it's not enough that God literally shows up in front of Gideon. But then Gideon says, listen, I need a better sign. So then Gideon creates an offering and this angel of the Lord touches the end of his staff to the offering and burns the offering up in front of Gideon. So you would think at this point, okay, well, it's probably God who is doing this, that Gideon would go back and he would begin to have faith, but instead he tests God again. Uh, Instead, he actually goes back and he puts out this fleece before God. And I think many times what happens is we begin to think that we need to put out a fleece before God to test God and see if it's actually his will of what he's called us and told us to do. When in truth, many times we already know our calling. We simply need the faith to step out and the courage to step out to understand that we're not doing it alone, but that God is actually calling these things into existence. And so he puts a fleece out before God. God is so gracious and actually responding to those fleeces and giving Gideon continued signs. So at this point, um, you would think, again, you would think that Gideon would have faith. You would think that Gideon would respond and that he would be somebody who responds to God. But after we see him encounter the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord says, listen, you need to go, you need to tear down the idols that your father has. And instead of going during the daytime, Gideon goes at night. Somebody full of fear, somebody full of trembling, somebody who's afraid of what people are going to do to him, of the situation around him. And yet God is gracious to then after his faithlessness to give him another sign. So then eventually what we see is that in chapter 7, Gideon gives in to God and he actually goes and does what God calls him to do. So he calls together 32,000 troops to go fight this Midianite army. And God kind of looks at the 32,000 troops and he's like, nah, that's not what we're going to do. I think this is so important because many times we end up imagining that our plan that is logical, our plan that has been tested, Our plan that we have spent months coming up with, our plan that we thought was the perfect plan, we thought that this was the way that things were going to go down, that we think it's the best way until God shows up and he says, listen, we're not doing it that way because it will be, if I show up in this, then you can say you've done this in your own strength. God actually says that to Gideon in in, uh, chapter 7, verse 2. He says, the Lord said to Gideon, you have too many troops for me to hand the Midianites over to them. Or else Israel might elevate themselves over me and say, my own strength saved me. Can I tell you today that our God who speaks ex nihilo, who speaks things into existence, who speaks a valiant warrior into existence, is able to deliver on what he calls us to do. That sometimes what I find myself doing is I come back and I say, God, did you really say, God, did you really say that this is the way that we are supposed to launch Movement Church? God, did you really say that this is the, the reason and the timing that you launched Movement Church in the Chippewa Valley? God, did you really say that your church was supposed to bring hope and help to a hurting and broken world during a time that is one of the most difficult times that many of us have gone through and one of the most trying times that any of us have gone through? Did you really say that we are so still supposed to trust in you and that you can do in a way what we could never do? Do on our own. You see, what God loves to do throughout Scripture is He loves to act in such a way that we cannot take credit for what happened. As we look at the at the book of um, Joshua, just prior to Judges, we see the battle at Jericho, and against all human strategy that would have said that they should go and uh, and build ladders and siege fortresses against the this nation of Jericho and the city of Jericho, instead they walk around the walls. And uh, until the seventh time, you know, they they shout and the walls come down. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that that was the way that God wanted that to play out? Who would have thought that Gideon would have had not 32,000 troops, but that God eventually narrowed it down to 300 men against the entire Midianite army? And what we see is that really all of this comes back to God, that God calls what is not yet into being. That in a season when many of us are wondering what the right next step to do is, when many of us are wondering... Um, what is happening next in our life, in our finances, in our government, in our economics, in our health, where there are so many different things that seem like they're piling upon us. And God has already said, Jesus has already given us a declaration that we are the chosen children of God. When we see in the book of Ephesians that we have already been raised up and been seated in the heavenly places, when God has already spoken over you things that are true, it is so important that we don't Go back and that we walk in faithlessness, but that we begin to walk in faithfulness. Because I believe that in this season, God is asking us to step into all of what it looks like to be the church in America. And not because of our own strength, but because of this one phrase that we see in the book of Gideon. Because God says this, But I will be with you. Whatever you're walking through today, Know that God is right alongside of you. Whatever questions you have, whatever struggle that you're working through, know that God is alongside of you. And the reason we have confidence is not because of our own strength. It's not because of our own ingenuity. It's not because we somehow have a, a hope or a cure or insight that somebody else does not have. The reason why we can have confidence during this season is because God is with you. But maybe you don't feel like a mighty warrior right now. Maybe you don't feel like somebody who has been seated in the heavenlies, a son or a daughter of God, somebody who is called a co-heir with Christ. Maybe all of those things don't feel true to you in this moment. That does not make them any less true. It is not because of what we have done, but it's because God is with us. It is the God who speaks things into existence that previously were not in existence, the God who speaks ex nihilo. God calls what is not yet into being. One of my favorite quotes is that there are no great men of God, just men of a great God. And as we all work through our own insecurities, as we all work through our own fears, as it might feel like we are Gideon in the wine press, hiding, um, afraid, unsure of our true identity. We didn't come from the right family. We're the weakest Um, that we know it's in those moments where we don't rely on ourselves, but we rely on the great God who is called into existence and into being something which was not before. I wonder today, what is God asking you to step into because he's called you to it? that for some of us we're listening from our home and maybe we aren't at work anymore right now and we're kind of waiting to hear the next word. And God has said, listen, I want you to be help. I want you to be hope in this season. I want you to be the church in this season. and We're stepping back. The truth is that, that God would never have been able to do what he did had not Gideon stepped out and been proactive and said yes to what God called him to do. And so I believe that if we want to be the church and see God do what only he can do, we need to step out in courageousness. We need to step out in bravery. We need to be the people of God who understand that there is a great God who is above us. So if you are listening, from your home, wondering what your next task is to do, know that God has already given you a purpose to be an ambassador of reconciliation, to be a messenger of hope, to be a child of God, a kingdom culture creator in this world that maybe it feels like you can't do something right now, but you can from your living room. You can write a note to somebody. You can write a text message. You can give somebody a phone call of encouragement. You can be somebody who changes the situation wherever You are as we act in obedience to what God has called us to do. Maybe you're somebody who um, you don't have work right now, but you are in good physical condition. And I believe that there is a group of us that God is calling to step out in courage to say, Listen, I will set myself aside to serve. That we see that Jesus said that he came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. In that same way, The church is called to serve. This is our moment to step out. This is our moment not to sit back and watch on Facebook as other people step into the things that we should be stepping into. This is the moment that we should be stepping out as the church of God. I want to tell you today that if it is true that there are no great men of God, just men of a great God, that you are not just a student right now. You are not somebody who is just not going to school or who is learning online. You are a chosen son and daughter of God for a purpose and God is with you and he is calling you during this season. You are not just a mom or a dad. You are a called son and daughter of God, called to be a messenger of the gospel in your family and in your workplace and to those who you come into contact with. You are not somebody who is just quarantined in this moment. What I love throughout the Bible is what we see is that the gospel remains unchained. We see that in the book of Philippians, that as Paul is writing his Pauline epistles from prison, that we say that even though he was chained, even though Paul was chained, he says the gospel is unchained. And it's because of that reason that we see him say, rejoice. And again, I say, rejoice. Wherever you are, know that the gospel is not chained, that God is still working, that you, even if you are quarantined, even if you cannot be in contact with anybody, even if you literally have no access to the internet, no way to communicate, can I tell you you right now, you can be a praying man and woman of God, that God would utilize this season to bring people into relationship with himself in a new way that he never has before. It is our moment to be the church. As we look at a God who speaks ex nihilo, who brings that which is not existent into being, let him speak over you that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, that you are called, that he wants to equip you, and he wants to encourage you as you take this bold and courageous step on your faith journey. Can I tell you today that we are all on this journey together and that I love being able to hear the way in which God is moving. My prayer is that we look back a month from now And that um, we see a church that has grown in their relationship with God. We see a church that is more connected in prayer. We see a God who is more connected. We see a church that is more connected through scripture. We see people who are stepping out, not as great men and women of God, but as men and women of a great God, because we understand that we serve a God who calls that which is not into being. A God that speaks ex nihilo into your life and over the places of your life where you thought that maybe there was no hope. Can I tell you today that wherever you are, that God is speaking over you, I will be with you. Be the church today. I'm so grateful that you would tune in, that you are listening in to movement. I want to encourage you to be a part of movement online. Uh, we're believing that God's doing some amazing things. We have some awesome things coming up over the next week or so that we believe God is so in, and we would love for you to be a part of that. Um, thank you so much for joining in with us today. I hope that you are inspired and encouraged, and I believe that God has more for you. My message and the message of the book of uh, of Judges with Gideon is... I will be with you. Know that God is with you today. Have a great one, Movement, and I can't wait to see you back this weekend. Have a great one.